0: One of my favorite books in the Bible is also one of the shortest. It's the book of Jonah. Now Jonah is a prophet, which means that God has given him a message to bring to the people of Israel. And Jonah, he's having none of it. I mean, the sky opens, God comes down and speaks directly to Jonah, giving him the clearest message of what to do. God tells him, go to Nineveh, this great city that is entirely filled with sin, and go and tell them that soon I am going to destroy them because of their bad behavior. And Jonah, well, he looks at God, he hears God's message, and decides to literally go the opposite direction. He heads to the coast the exact opposite way and boards a ship out to Tarshish, which is literally the farthest place that he could go from where he lived. I mean, it's like getting on a plane to go to the opposite side of the world. I feel like I can relate. I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life in which I've heard a call, I've heard a message, I felt a desire spring up, and I've gone the exact opposite way. When I felt that pull to go to Nineveh, and instead, I choose anywhere but but each of those times when I've gone to the anywhere but Nineveh location, what I realize is, wherever you go, there you are. And if the call is persistent, if the call is true, like the call of love, like God's prophecy, well, wherever you go, that call is there too. And that's, unfortunately, what happens to Jonah. Because he's on this ship and then a wi- God kicks up a wild storm. A tempest that is threatening to rip the ship apart. So all of the sailors get together and they try to figure out who is responsible because obviously it's all of them because of climate change. Oh, that's a little bit... getting a little ahead of myself. So they try to figure out who is responsible. And so they decide to draw straws. And of course Jonah gets the short straw. And Jonah realizes that that tempest, that storm was there for him, because he was running away from God's prophecy. He was running away from his responsibility. He was running away from his call. And so he says to the sailors, fine, it's me, it's my fault, throw me overboard. Maybe that will appease God. And so they do. (laughs) They take Jonah and they toss him overboard into the storm. Even in that moment, though, Jonah is trying to escape responsibility. I mean, God didn't say, Hey, Jonah, I want you to go and get on a ship and when there's a big storm, jump overboard. That's what I want you to do. No, 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 no. God said to Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and tell those Ninevites, Ninevamites? Ninevamites? To tell them that they're doing it wrong. Don't go jumping into an ocean. But Jonah doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go to Nineveh. And so he decides, hey, take me instead. I'd rather drown. I'd rather die than follow this call. And the best part of the story, and this is the part that you probably know about the story, is that God has this hilarious sense of humor. Because God sees what Jonah is doing, and instead of letting him get out of it, some sort of get out of commandment free card, God sends a fish to swallow Jonah up as soon as he hits the water. Hilarious. God has a sense of humor. And so there Jonah is. He's been commanded to go to Nineveh. He tried to escape. He tries to end his life. But instead, he got swallowed up by a fish, which I imagine was pretty stinky. And there he is for three days. I mean, just imagine. You're inside the belly of a fish for three days. Nothing but you, your conscience, and digestive juices. And in that rock bottom, that underwater rock bottom, Jonah has a revelation. He realizes that his life isn't just about himself. That wherever he goes, storms are going to follow him. Even when he tries to escape those storms, giant fish are going to swallow him. That there's nothing he can do to escape this call that has a claim on him. And so he gives thanks for being alive, for God putting up with his selfishness, and says, fine, I'll go to Nineveh. And so God, continuing the sense of humor thing, has the fish vomit him up onto the shore. And so there he is, sticky, I guess, and he plods off to the city of Nineveh. And once he gets there, he gets out his placards, he clears clears his voice, he Bellows for all of the people to hear. You're all sinners. Repent. God is going to destroy you. I mean, the typical street preacher stuff. And the hilarious thing about the story is that it works. I mean, this was a den of sin that suddenly is transformed by simply his word. Which makes me remember the power of truth. That when we hear the truth... It has a profound impact on us. And it had a profound impact on the people of Nineveh. The people are like, dude, you're so right. We should change. And they do. And Everyone from the king on down to the lowest of peasants dons their sackcloths, covers themselves in ash, and fasts, asking for forgiveness from God. And God, seeing the way that even in spite of himself, Jonah has delivered the message to Nineveh, decides to spare them from the punishment. And Jonah is pissed. He's so mad. He yells at God. God, I knew you were loving. I knew you were going to save these people. Why would you have me go to this place, preach this message, go through the storm and the fish? Why would you have me go through all of these things if you were just going to save them after all? Why would you do that? And so he leaves Nineveh. He goes outside the city walls to sulk. It's actually what one of the translations of the Bible says, to sulk. So many times in my life, I've been Jonah. I've been the one running in the opposite direction from where I feel called to be. And I can justify those decisions all that I want, but what I know is that nothing gets settled in the storms of my heart when I do that. When I'm running away from love, when I'm running away from who I'm supposed to be, there's an unsettledness that is within and a persistence without that keeps saying, wherever you go, I will be there. This love, this nagging, this call, this unresolved part of your heart Whether it be storms or fish, I won't let you ignore that which you are called to be. It is this tough and enduring love that will not let you go. It will not let you off the hook. will not let your heart be unsettled until you go to that place. And even when you go there, what you think is going to happen may not happen. And yet you're still called to follow that love without control. Without trying to manage its destiny, but simply being faithful to your part in a story that is beyond our imagining. What I love about Jonah is that he's so human. He sulks. He yells at God. He's angry. He's one of us when something calls out your name, the question for all of us is, what shall we do? And if it keeps calling, if it doesn't relent, I think we know the answer. Where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. go, And, and your y-